55 seconds left to play. You're listening to the Matt Wyatt Show. I want winners. This crowd is alive. Play to win the game. Wyatt from the shotgun, two backs alongside. Knock him out, John. Wyatt gets the ball. It won't be long. Wyatt back to throw. Wyatt looks. Fires toward the end zone. Passes. Caught for touchdown by Matthew Butler. Speak to. They are who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook. I get out of hand. Just, just tell me I'm a jerk and shut up. Let's go scatter the west right tight. That's left. 372 Y sticks. He's The Matt Wyatt Show. He's Radio Wyatt. Well, how am I going to go to college? I'll just play football. All right, here we go. Are y'all ready? I'm ready. You hear me? I hear you. I'm Matt in the Farm Bureau studio. Farm Bureau, go! With the home team. They are your home team at Farm Bureau Insurance. Across the great state of Mississippi, your hometown heroes. That's your local Farm Bureau Insurance agent. Available to you in all 82 counties. Multiple agents in every county serving all 82 counties. And why do we call them hometown heroes? That's because you never know when the need's going to arise, and sometimes it's not pleasant, but they're right there in town with you. Somebody you know one-on-one, face-to-face. You know their mama, and you know and they know yours. That's the way it works with Farm Bureau. It's local hometown heroes. All right. Hey, how are y'all? Welcome in on the show on this hump day, and I am not starting you off with the hump day song. I got more important business to attend to. We're going to check in immediately with Beaver and find out what's going on in Beaver's world. Since I I just kind of ignored Beaver yesterday, and that was my fault. I got to go in and go in and go in. And right out of the gate, I want to know what's up with Beaver. Hey, Beaver. Hey, Matt Wyatt. Well, I'll tell you what's going on right now is I feel uncomfortable. Okay. Because... Uh, you placed this ahead of the Humpty Dance. Yeah, so you feel like I'm a little out of sorts. Well, that's just because I wasn't... Pre- I'm going to play the song. If that's any consolation, I will play Humpty Dance coming up. I just wanted to do this first. Okay. All right. Well, I do have something going on, Matt. All right, I let me... Don't, I don't feel invincible. Okay. Yesterday, I went to get the antibody test. Really? So wait, I, so time out. As of right now, this very moment, and you can, if you want to or not, I mean, but as of this very moment, you know whether or not you have had the coronavirus or not. Well, that's what we're going to get into, because even with the test results, I still don't know because of the lingo they put in my results. What? How could All you right, not Matt, know? Well... I'm, I'm going to read you this, and you tell me if you leave this. If you if you were to get this and read this word for word, what I'm about to tell you, if you would feel a little confused yourself. Okay. Okay, so SARS-CoV-2 antibody, IgG, negative. So first of all, they're telling me I don't have the antibodies. That just crushed me because I thought I was going to walk out of there, and if I had those things... And, Nobody's going to be able yeah. to tell me anything. Right, right. You're good to go. You just, no masks, no anything. You're just good to go. <laughs> yeah. So they tell me negative, but then they leave a paragraph under there, and okay. this is what it says. This sample does not contain detectable SARS-CoV-2 IgG antibodies. 
This negative result does not rule out SARS-CoV-2 infection. <laughs> Wait a minute. I take that. I take that as you, them saying to you in that paragraph, Beaver, this does not rule out that you could actually get it. Am I, am I getting it? Am I reading it? Say it again, word for word. Okay, this sample does not contain detectable SARS-CoV-2 antibodies. This negative result does not rule out SARS-CoV-2 infection. Right, because you, you could read it, you could also read that as, this sample does not rule out that you have had it. <laughs> yeah, that's that's how I'm reading it. Like, you're telling me, oh no, you haven't had it, and then the next line you're telling me, this test does not confirm you haven't had it. It it doesn't make any sense. You know, and then they go on to say this, Matt White. Okay. They say, uh, let's see, correlation with epidemiologic risk factors and other clinical and laboratory findings is recommended. Serologic results should not be used as the sole basis to diagnose or exclude recent SARS-CoV-2. So <laughs> you're, you're telling me that this test uh, is not recommended to be read as accurate. Well, right. That's what they're telling you. I, you know, it almost sounds to me, Beaver, the wording in that, for someone like you whose test comes back negative, no, there's no antibodies, then all of the language is a CYA move on their part. You know what I mean by CYA? Oh, yeah. Cover your, you know what I'm saying? Yep. So, in other words, everything, once your test... Came back negative. Nope, we don't pick up any of the COV2 or whatever they call it, antibodies. Then everything after that is sort of like this big, broad, open-ended, hey, every possibility's out there. We're not telling you one way or the other. Mm. You see it? That's the kind of the vibe I'm getting from you know, that language. Because you know it would be different if it said, this test shows... Uh, positive results for the COV2 whatever antibody. I guarantee you then it's pretty definite. Okay. In other words, you've had it. See, now what we have to do is we got to find somebody who's done the antibody test that it came back positive to see what theirs says. But man, I that's the thing. I see exactly where you're coming from, Bieber, because you get this and you're reading it. And this is not just some guy. This is you. Okay. <laughs> that we're talking about here. And you're reading it going, well, are they telling me, uh, are they telling me I'm going to get it? Are they telling me, you know, that I'm less susceptible, I'm more susceptible? You know, what is this telling me? It's very, very vague. So I take it you've had a little bit of a hard time in the last 24 hours digesting this information. Yeah. I mean, I really wanted to have it because, like I said, you can walk around and you can feel like, although there's, no, although it could be to your detriment because we don't, we still don't know a thing about this. But allegedly, once you have it, I take that to mean you're, you know, pretty much invincible. In <laughs> um, <clears throat> Caleb, listening and watching on Periscope, uh, Beaver, he says it means he can have COVID nineteen and hasn't fought any of it off yet he's that's the way he interprets that so um anyway so for any of us who 
we have Beaver on our prayer list among our friends and cohorts that we, you know, are specifically praying for them not to get the coronavirus. Let's continue to pray for Beaver <laughs> because <clears throat> as of right now, he's not tested positive. Feedback, thoughts, opinions on that. What a, what a deal. I didn't, I didn't even know Beaver was going to get it. I want to go get the antibody test. And I know I've mentioned that I'm not procrastinating. It's just like, I don't think I haven't thought about it. It just, I hadn't had one moment where outside of this radio show, the thought has crossed my mind to pick up the phone and figure out where I can do it locally and go do it. I've got to do it, whatever it costs. Because uh, I went through the whole thing in January, like some folks, and you know, you, you feel like you're, you got to crawl up and down the stairs at your house. You get, you know, and you can't go anywhere. You're sick and I'm missing the radio show. Swore I had the flu. Comes back negative. Every test comes back negative. Went through all that. So I want to know if I'm one of those. Anyway, uh, there you go. Did you get the antibody test? If you're listening and you got it, I sure would love to know what you're hearing. All right. Y'all can text us today on the uh, Country Pleasing text line. It's 885-ESPN. The number, 885-3776. But it's easier to remember, 885-ESPN. Call me on the Divinity phone, Divinity Equipment in Madison and in Jackson. Your Kubota dealer, Divinity Equipment, Highway 51 Madison, Spring Ridge Road in Jackson. Go see them. Here's a number to call, 995-1059. 995-1059. Waylon on Facebook just typed in prayers for Beaver. Let me clarify something real quick. If, if anybody tuned in or you heard that part and I said, let's continue to pray for Beaver, he does not have coronavirus. What I was saying was, according to his test, <laughs> he didn't have the antibody. So it means he would still be like the rest of us susceptible to getting the coronavirus like us, right? Like no immunity to it. So what I said was, you know, some of us, we pray specifically for our friends and close friends and loved ones that. God would protect them, that they wouldn't get the coronavirus. So let's make sure Beaver's still on the list. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. I did not say let's pray for Beaver because he has it. Okay. Caleb wonders, what would the zone do if y'all didn't have Beaver for a day? We wouldn't have shows. He produces all of them. Really? And then Caleb said he got the antibodies test yesterday, came back negative, and then getting actual COVID-19 results today. So, so it's a double whammy, Caleb. Is that what I'm saying? So like you're getting tested for two things at once. One is you're tested for antibodies. The other is you're tested to see if you might've actually picked up the virus actively currently right now. Does every test include that? Hmm. I got more questions than I have answers. We're going to talk about testing though, coming up. Because uh, it's, it's a big deal that all of these college athletes are coming back to campus next week. See, you know, you and I have focused on this uh, voluntary workouts date of June the 8th, Monday, June the 8th. Voluntary workouts can begin on June the 8th in the SEC. But everybody's bringing these athletes back on campus, slowly, surely kind of bringing them back really next week. And they're all going to kind of get settled in, get used to the protocol, and start testing, getting tested 
next week before the voluntary workout stuff begins. That's my understanding. And the whole testing part of this is really interesting. And new protocols for how they're going to like, what they're going to do when they walk in the building and how they go about where they work out and do they go in the locker room or not. And I talked with John Cohen, athletics director at Mississippi State about it. And I'm going to let you hear that. I did a Zoom interview. It was a video thing. We had it on the podcast last night. Uh, but I'm going to let you hear a portion of the interview coming up in hour number two because there's some info in there that I think you'll really find fascinating. You've always wondered what it's like for college athletes, what they go through from a routine standpoint. Well, this is obviously not normal. And John talked a little bit about just some examples of what they're going to go through now with this whole new, I, I hate to use this term, but this whole new normal stuff that's uh, going to be going on. Things are just not normal, though. That's that's the way it is. Um, this morning at 4 a.m., I was, well, I think I was actually up before 4 a.m. Um, hey, and uh, Beaver, if that's, a, I don't think that's on hold. I just want to make sure you let me know if I'm missing that, but I don't see the hold button, so I figured it's okay. Just let me know if I need to. Um, I'm up really, I think before 4 a.m. today, but around 4 a.m. I open up the laptop and I just put it on YouTube and I started watching, uh, quarterback stuff. I like to go back and watch, do film study stuff and watch these guys and become familiar. And there's two things about that. One is, you know, for me, when it's May the 27th at 4 a.m. and I'm watching quarterback stuff on YouTube, it means that. I'm starting to inch closer and closer to the football bug that we all get in the middle of the summer and leading up to August. You know, SEC Media Days is usually the first thing in July that whets that appetite. Well, I can tell you this. Uh, I don't expect SEC Media Days to happen. I just don't. Not, not normally like, you know, we've got all the coaches and players in the same place and all the media coming to town for three or four days. This year it was going to be in Atlanta. It's not going to happen that way this year. Now, they'll have some type of media opportunity at that same time of year, but most likely it'll be just online you know, access and that kind of stuff. They'll set all that up. It won't go on as normal. There's no reason that it should, really, at that time in July. But I'm already catching the football bug because I really do believe, it's not a guess on my part, I really believe that we are headed for a football season it's going to happen you know whether stadiums are full or not there will be fans there but whether or not they're full i don't know but i promise you it's going to happen and so i get up i start watching quarterbacks at 4 a.m and i I, uh, took a look went back watched some uh, bo nix stuff highlights from bo nix at auburn and flipped around i started watching mac jones at alabama you know mac jones 6'2", 6'3", 6'2", 6'3", something like that. Took over for Tua after he got hurt. He was Tua's backup. Played some before Tua got hurt. And then took over in the Mississippi State game last year when, when Tua got hurt. Played pretty well. Made some plays. Of course, had a any iron ball. Had a couple of big mistakes. Anyway, I, was, I watched those highlights. And it dawned on me that I have not watched, had not watched, any highlights or anything like that of this kid who's coming into Alabama out of high school named Bryce Young. I got lots of friends, you know, family, 
uh, and everything over in Alabama. And I've heard so many people say, uh, Matt, you need to watch his highlights. Uh, Matt, he's coming in as a freshman, but I'm telling you, he's going to challenge Mac Jones for the starting job. You know, I've heard all that kind of stuff. Of course, Tua's younger brother transfers out to Maryland. Some people said, yeah, well, he wasn't going to play anyway. This Mac Jones, I mean, this uh, uh, Bryce Young kid is ahead of him already. And then you go, you talk that up and go, ah, that's just fan talk. Kid transfers out and you say, well, he wasn't going to win the job anyway. That's normal. Well, I turned on the highlights. I know it's high school stuff and it's out in California. You don't really know a lot of times how to judge the level of competition. I know that he was the number one dual threat quarterback in the country. I think number two overall behind the 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 bigger kid who went to Clemson. But he was the number one dual threat quarterback in the country. And I turned it on and started watching Bryce Young stuff from last year. First of all, his numbers are through the roof. You wouldn't believe it. Like you look them up and his senior year, the he, he accounted for 70-something touchdowns or whatever it is. But you talk about throwing the football. And I don't want to go off the deep end on this at all. But I'm sitting there, again, we talk about things aren't normal. I'm sitting there on my couch at 4.30 a.m. finishing up watching all these Bryce Young highlights of this high school kid who's going to the University of Alabama. He's a right-handed quarterback. He's six feet tall. And I'm going... This is a right-handed version of Tua. It's a right-handed version of Tua Tagovailoa. That's what I thought. He's he I mean he looks unbelievable. And even as a high school kid again, I know it's high school. It's different than who's going to be chasing him around if he steps on the field in Alabama, but he had this like uncanny quick release that this innate sense of timing getting the ball out on time, you don't see it that much, and incredible accuracy, especially on the deep ball. And so as much as you like the talent, the skill set and the talent of Mac Jones at Alabama, you're sitting there going, well, if he doesn't make some kind of huge jump, Mac Jones of mastering their offense, at some point this kid, Bryce Young, who will be a, Freshman, a true freshman this year at Alabama, at some point he will take over. And it could be this year. You go, well, again, so what are we going to have? Like three more years of Tua 2.0 at Alabama? I'm telling you what it looks like to me and what my gut told me at 4.30 this morning is, yeah, that's what we're in for. Little bitty guy, six feet tall. He's incredible. So that's what I've been doing. Beaver's been getting the antibody test, doing serious stuff. And I'm up at 3.30 a.m. YouTube and quarterback highlights right on down to recruits who are coming into the league. <laughs> yeah, things ain't normal. That's for sure. All right, let me get to some of the texts over here on the uh, Country Pleasing text line. Matt says uh, Beaver's results sound like he hasn't had it in the past, but he could have it currently meaning what he would need to get the test peanut butter falcon said it's about specificity and sensitivity false positives and negatives rule out uh, i i can't i don't understand any of this uh tyler sent us a one of these animated gifts here of somebody with the magic eight ball 
and says, this is a COVID-19 antibody test. <laughs> Brooksy says, Beaver definitely has something, just not Corona. <laughs> hey, look, Beaver, I was going to ask you that. You went and got the antibody test. Had you, did you think you had had coronavirus? No. No, no I I didn't believe that I had had it yet. It was uh it was mainly curiosity. Uh-huh. Um and really it a part of it was just to prove Jake Wimberly wrong. Uh-huh. Okay. Jake likes to think he's a master of all this stuff, of all these numbers and you know, yeah. all the stuff that's going on now. He swore he's been swearing up and down for the last month because back in March I was I went to the doctor and he told me I had bronchitis. Okay. And Jake swore up and down, well, man, you know what? When you went and he told you you had that, I bet you had it. Bet I you bet had. you had it. And you know what? Just yesterday, he actually he went to bet on it. And he said, I bet you I bet you on lunch that it comes back positive. Oh, Boom. Hey. <laughs> no better reason to get a test for your health. <laughs> Than to win a lunch. A free lunch. Well, there is a happy ending, though, to this uh, 15-minute saga that we have just laid out on the radio. Beaver gets the test, came back negative, language confusing, doesn't really know what it means or how to take it. But if nothing else, Beaver is getting a free lunch out of the deal. We come back, uh, Flowtown Ghost. We'll get Beaver to tell you how much the test costs. That's coming up. Keith said, if Matt Wyatt says a rooster dips snuff, look under his wing for the can. I finally tried the country-pleasing sausage. Best I've ever tried, hands down. Knock him out, John! Country-pleasing. Stick around. <laughs> Back on the show, I'm Matt in the Farm Bureau studio. Farm Bureau, go with the home team. Staying connected to you because of C Spire. How much did the uh, antibody test cost you, Beaver? Ten American. Man, that's nothing. You know, it seems like I asked about it two or three times over the last several weeks on the air, and several people texted in. Somebody said it was 100, and somebody said 50. I'm surprised to hear it was only 10. Well, now it was ten American, but that was before I gave them all my insurance info. So ah. maybe getting a bill from Blue Cross pretty I soon. See. Yeah, I see. Okay, yeah, and it's kind of one of those things where I mean they could charge just about whatever they want. People are still going to go out and get this thing. Yeah, know, I think ultimately. So there you go, Flowtown. Here's your answer. Nick on the Country Pleasing text line at 885-ESPN said, We wear the PPE with known patients, but I've had some that were positive and didn't know it. Gloves and masks with every patient now, but at the beginning, that wasn't the case. Hmm. Somebody commented on the Facebook live stream. Let's see if I can find it. Well, I can't find it. But somebody commented over here on the live stream that this, here it is. Ronnie said the CDC posted an article 14 hours ago about antibody tests are wrong 50% of the time. <laughs> really? <clears throat> 50% of the time. 
I don't know what to believe or who to believe half the time. Myron on Facebook said, I've already tested positive for the football bug. Waylon said, me too. Yeah, well, me too. And it's March, I'm sorry, May the 27th. And I have definitely tested positive for the football bug. I'm up watching quarterback highlights at 4 a.m. today. Ask me anything you want to ask me. I know all about it. No, I seriously, I do have a gut feeling that that Alabama situation is going to, when it gets going, look, just get ready. You're going to get a face full of the Alabama quarterback competition. It'll be all over the place. On your TV, you're going to hear Nick Saban get mad about questions. I'm telling you, we, we don't have a competition right now. I don't know any answers. Why do you keep asking me the same stuff? Because that kid is something. Bryce Young, remember that name. And I think he is going to challenge Mac Jones. But Mac Jones is really good. He's got a lot of stuff to work on. He was a he had too many underthrown deep balls last year. He'll have to work on that. You know, he's 6'2. He's not as tall as Joe Burrow, but if you watch him, look, y'all, I, again, it's just to give you an idea. I'm not saying they're twins, but Mac Jones has like similar mannerisms and mechanics and throwing motion and everything. He's he a lot like Joe Burrow in his skill set. You know, Burrow was, you know, pretty good his first year and then just the best we've ever seen the next year because he just totally mastered his offense and reading defenses. So if Mac Jones were to come in here and totally own it and just master his offense with those players at Alabama, he could hang on to the job. But if he doesn't, I think you're going to see Bryce Young. And we hadn't even gotten close to practice yet. But you can just see it. My gut tells me that. Really. Uh, Carla Danger said the uh, IgG, what does that stand for? Antibody test is a blood test for antibodies to see if you have built up an immunity to the virus. The PCR-CoV-2 molecular test is a swab of the nasopharyngeal area where they shove the Q-tip up to your brain that tests for the presence of RNA of the virus in your body. In a nutshell, they are two totally separate tests. One is for antibodies and the other is for the presence of the actual virus. And yeah, uh, Caleb, that's what, uh, Carla, that's what Caleb, who's watching the live stream right now on Periscope, was telling us, is that he got them both. He went and got an antibodies test and got swabbed for the virus. And he got the antibody test back it says negative, hasn't, no presence of antibodies. And then now is waiting on the coronavirus test. So that's where it is. As promised, I delayed it. Let's do it now. It's hump day. Happy hump day. Made it to the midway point of the week. Hater Richard on Facebook who says Go Lions PHS stands for Prattville High School. I used to listen to this song when I was attending Prattville High School. Uh, so there are several things that I want to get in your lap. Uh, we got to cover some st- some ground here today and the rest of the show. Uh, first up, reiterating, I had a very interesting conversation on Zoom yesterday afternoon with John Cohen, the athletics director at Mississippi State. 
It was on the podcast last night, but you might not have seen or heard that. And we talked a little bit about these new protocols athletes are going to have to go through when they get back on campus next week, and he knows all about it. So I'm going to let you hear some of that. I think you'll really find it interesting if you're a fan. Uh, So that'll be coming up in hour number two, give you some of that John Cohen interview. Also coming up, there is... There, there are new dates and time frames for the Pac-12. So they've announced how they're going to get their conference going to try to make sure they, you know, can get on the field the same time as the rest of the country this fall in college football. It's going to happen. I'll give you those dates and details. Uh, John Swafford, is it Swafford or Swofford? Conference commissioner um, in the ACC is on record as – saying there could still be the potential that we play teams in our own conference that aren't on the schedule right now if some other teams can't play. Okay, I'll let you hear that. But mostly I want to get you to Mike Leach. He did an interview on the SEC Network, <laughs> and I want, to hear, I want you to hear a couple of things that he said. But selfishly, I've got Braves news. goes Nixon to the wall. He caught it. Unbelievable. Kiss this one goodbye. It's a slam. And down the stretch he comes. He's Braves win. Braves win. Braves win. Braves win. Braves win. Yeah, the Braves intro. Um, the Atlanta Braves, this is sad. They put this on Twitter within the last hour. Official Atlanta Braves Twitter account said, We are saddened to hear of the passing of former Braves catcher Biff Pocaroba. Y'all remember Biff Pocaroba? Uh, Pocaroba? He spent his entire 10-year Major League career with the Braves from 75 to 84. He was an All-Star in 78, a member of the 1982 division-winning club, The Braves said, we share our deepest condolences uh, to his family and friends. I saw this from a former teammate of his, one of my heroes as a Braves fan growing up, Dale Murphy. Everybody knows Dale Murphy. Y'all all all know Dale. Dale Murphy tweeted, very sad to hear that the Braves family lost another key member of our early 80s team, Poco once threw out 11 straight base dealers in spring training. With shoulder problems, he became our go-to left-handed hitter off the bench. Hash, R.I.P. Poco. So Poco was his nickname. So uh, the Braves Nation, Braves Nation, I don't like all the nation stuff. I, I, I really don't. I, I'm sorry I even uttered that. I was looking for a term, and I just said Braves Nation. I'm not doing that anymore. I hate this whole, you know, I don't like Bulldog Nation. I don't like Rebel Nation, Bama Nation, Auburn Nation, or Braves Nation. It's all stupid. I'm not doing the nation stuff. But for every Braves fan out there, you probably know the name, Biff Pokoroba. And so he's stepping up to the plate uh, in a better place today. On this day, speaking of Dale Murphy, on this day in 1993, after batting just 100, I'm sorry, 
143 in 26 games for the Rockies, so early in the 93 season. Former Atlanta Braves superstar Dale Murphy retired from baseball. He was a two-time National League MVP. He uh, stepped away from baseball with a career average of 265, 398 home runs, 1,266 RBIs. And the uh, debate continues to this day. Why hasn't Dale Murphy been selected into the Baseball Hall of Fame? Still waiting on the call. Missed out for this class. Missed out. He was one of 10 on the ballot for the class of 2020. There were nine players, one executive. Uh, Other players who uh, missed out along with Dale Murphy this year on the Hall of Fame, Dwight Evans, Steve Garvey, Tommy John, Don Mattingly, Thurman Munson, Dave Parker, Lou Whitaker. I mean, it's not like he's sitting out there all by himself. 18 seasons in the majors, back-to-back National League MVPs, 265 career, 398, drove in over 1,200 runs, yet he's not in the Hall of Fame. So there's that. Okay, what did Mike Leach say in this interview (laughs) on the SEC Network yesterday? If you missed it and you're not sure, you need to listen. I'm going to give you a heads up. The man is fun. He's just cool, calm, and collected. That and more in the college football realm coming up next here on the show. I'm Matt in the Farm Bureau studio. Stick around. Back on the show. What did Mike Leach say? We're going to find out in just a second. First, we're going to see what Chicken Hawk has to say. On the Divinity Equipment phone line, Divinity Equipment, Madison and in Jackson. What's up, Mr. Hawk? Yes, go by and see Mr. Jonathan McMillan. Absolutely. Right there, put a sales kit on you when you buy a dog on Lava. Hey, look, and Hawk. Don't go by there and tell him that I got my government stimulus in the mail yesterday because if he knows, he's, he's going to be calling me, selling me a lawnmower. <laughs> hey, I'll put you on one like me and Lou Bale. Let me hold on just a minute. Now, look in here, Squirrel. If you listen, God bless his heart, you know, there's a reason that Squirrel don't talk because if you could listen to him talk, probably you see why they call him Squirrel. But because of his finger and the way he operates that finger, you see why they call him Squirrel. But Squirrel, Lou Bell is spelled L-U, capital B-E-L-L-E, Lou Bell. Now then. Uh, Wait a minute. Why, I don't understand. Why are you Why are you telling Squirrel how to spell your wife's name? I don't get it. Well, if you'd have been listening over there to Breaking Bad Brooks, the chemist, Squirrel, you know, Squirrel, for some reason, doesn't love me. I don't know why Squirrel don't love me, but I guess he just he, he just don't. That's just, you know, different folks for different folks. But he made some kind of text about Lou Bell, and he said something about Lou Bell, the ice cream, which 
you know, he was kind of on to something because, see, Lou Bell, you've seen her there about two. You know what she looked like. She's blonde-headed, smooth-skinned, honky-white. And, uh, you know, and, and that's what I told her. She's just as smooth as silk, like Lou Bell vanilla ice cream. So I started, everybody calls her Lou. You know, she, she's one of the first families of Pearl. She's the original Pearl girl. Beaver knows this, and it just tickles Beaver to death because, you know, I don't like Pearl. But anyway, I uh, I started calling her Lou Bell. That's okay. my little old okay. name. Paul. Okay, I see. I got you. So you, you, got, you got me? Uh-huh. Now then, I heard, I heard yesterday I didn't have time. I was busy. Me and Lou Bell's in the car right now in the four-wheeler. Mm-hmm. So uh, headed back to the crib. So I uh, some of the Hulkamaniacs called me and told me you called me out here yesterday. Were bragging on me about so. What were you bragging about me about? Oh, what? Oh, I know what it was. Um, Iowa State University is it Iowa State? Yeah, Iowa State University. Their athletics director yesterday, Chicken Hawk, announced their plan for football. They have already decided it. They put it in place. They are going. Their stadium seats sixty thousand but they are only going to sell 30,000 season tickets. If you are a season ticket holder, one of those 30,000, you can come to any game, and they're not selling a single ticket more. Only season ticket holders, up to 30,000. They already have, I think they said, 22,000 season tickets reserved. They've got 8,000 more to sell. He said, we're going to proceed as if the capacity of our stadium is 30,000, not 60. And I, I, what I said is it sounds like the idea that you called me with a couple of weeks ago and you said, hey, just let the season ticket holders in there and that's it. Yeah, they stole that from I knew that. <laughs> I should have went got, got, got that R with the circle on it. What you call that? Uh, copy, that uh, copyright or something like that. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I knew that. Because that's exactly the 100% point. Didn't I say, I said, we got to. 65,000 seats, and I said, I don't know how many, but me and Lou Bell always gets our season ticket ready first of the year, so I'm ready for it. But uh, can I get a, you reckon I can get somebody to get a lawsuit against that, stealing that from me? No, it won't work. <laughs> you, think, you think that was just free because I spit it out on your state? But you know, that ought to make you feel good. Somebody up there in Iowa in that corn country is probably listening. It ain't just Jason out there on top of uh, on top of the hill out there yeah. and flag, you know. Hey, well, look, know they like uh, they like chicken in Iowa, too. Well, well I, hey, look, everybody needs to start liking chicken. Please, I'm working with that. Please eat chicken. Eat, oh, like the doggone cow says. Yeah. It's, uh, it's perfect. The Chick-fil-A commercial. Yeah. Eat more chicken. Please. Eat more don't chicken. eat chicken. Uh, Beaver, do you know what the Wyatts did last night for the first time since March the 17th? What? We got, we went and got fast food. Chick-fil-A, drive up curbside, fast food from Chick-fil-A last night. We, we, so we've been just buying our own groceries and, you know, making stuff at home since March the 16th or whatever it was when we came home from spring break and last night was the first time for us to go back out and get any kind of restaurant or fast food stuff wow that's yeah. that's actually impressive pretty impressive i'll tell you what was impressive 
was those grilled chicken nuggets and that yogurt with that fruit and granola in it that I ate from Chick-fil-A last night. That's what's impressive. Make your tongue slap your head off. Hey, speaking of food, Mike Leach was asked if he is the cook in his house. This is on an interview that he did on the SEC Network yesterday from his look like living room in Key West, Florida. Are you somebody that really likes to cook? Do you do you have a specialty? Is there something that you've been working on, you know, to be um, a culinary expert during this time? Uh, really not. I'm the oldest of six kids, so I, I cooked a lot when I was younger. And then my wife was the youngest of five girls. So uh, if you're the youngest of five girls, they don't even let you near the stove. I mean, because uh, there's a pretty good line ahead of you. So actually, um, when we uh, got married, um, I taught her to cook, and huh. um, and she's a very good cook now. Uh, famous for her lasagna, family wide. Uh, Aunt Sharon's lasagna is famous. Um, I do still do the gravy. I cook the gravy. We make gravy. I make the gravy. Um, my best gravy is is uh, turkey gravy. What's the key to the gravy? To the turkey gravy? Tiger sauce. Got to put tiger sauce in it. Excuse me for not knowing exactly what tiger sauce is. What is that? Um, tiger sauce. Uh, I got a bottle here somewhere. If you want to hang on a sec. All right. He told on a live interview, Beaver, on live television. He told the woman from the SEC Network to hold on a second. I've got a bottle of it around here somewhere and walks off camera and is gone for like 30 seconds. And they just waited on him on live TV. Okay, now the tiger sauce people kind of owe me for this. Okay, okay, he's back now, sorry. And now he's holding a bottle of tiger sauce up on live television <laughs> on the SEC network. A little bit, but... Um, yeah. Uh, but um, this is good on nearly everything. Um, it's good on nearly everything. And, um, and I think it was actually invented by, you know, the LSU crowd, but, the, uh, it's, uh, it's good on nearly everything, including you mix it in turkey gravy, gives you a little zest to it. And, uh, but this is good on, uh, on seafood, chicken, any, anything. It's pretty good on anything. And it mixes well with other stuff. Tiger sauce. He's advertising it on the SEC network, says it was made by some LSU people. I'm not kidding you. Then there was a follow-up question. Coach, are you losing weight, and are you taking part in this SEC coaches little challenge? Apparently Kirby Smart and some others have challenged each other to who can lose the most weight. Some of those guys would have a very unfair advantage over me because they have a lot more excess to lose. And so um, they would just, uh, you know, some of them strategically packed it on this very moment so that they can shave it off quickly so i feel a little vulnerable on that one yeah you're on to them they you wouldn't stand a chance to be honest they they already are are off to such a great start with losing all that excess so and and kirby i'm not talking about you specifically necessarily but there are some you're right um well the the thing is though we're we're, we're all a little out of shape coming out of hibernation you know and it's kind of that time of year the trouble is this has been a longer hibernation than usual <laughs> you know, we used to have less miles um, in the SEC that was kind of this wordsmith, and everybody um, 
you know, they didn't make, I wouldn't say make fun. They didn't make fun of Les Miles. They just, you know, always got a kick out of his use of the English language. He would use it in a different way than we did. And, you know, Mike Leach is kind of the same way, except funnier. And a little, makes a little more sense at times than Les Miles used to. We got to get Mike back on the show. I mean, still at this point, what else do they have to do? <laughs> really? Uh, in the same vein, John Cohen coming up for you at the top of hour number two. I want you to hear some things that he said. I talked to him yesterday on Zoom, recorded the interview, and we got into how different some of the protocols are going to be for student athletes. And I don't know if you know this or not. We, we've really stuck on this date of June the 8th, Monday, June the 8th. Voluntary workouts can begin again on June the 8th, and that's true. But apparently, according to everything I've heard, including in some of this interview you're going to hear, they're actually coming back next week. That first week of June, all these folks are going to be kind of flooding back onto the campus, but they're going to have all these new protocols to go through as far as testing and going to the facility and how to hang out and how not to hang out. <clears throat> Some places are even going to bring them all back and quarantine the, all the athletes for like two days next week. Anyway, I find that stuff interesting. I think you will too. I'll let you hear some of those details when we come back. In the Farm Bureau studio, Farm Bureau, go with the home team. You're listening to The Matt Wyatt Show.